0: Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 251. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the widely acclaimed and highly talented author, illustrator, and songwriter of The Cows Go Moo, Jim Pettypah. All right. Thank you for having me,
1: Barney. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Yes. I should say, say, muchas gracias. Oh, that's right, because the moo, because of the moo. That's right. That, yeah. See, so it was really interesting. So you you came out. You you have your book, uh, the the cows go moo. Which, if I if I did my research correctly, this was initially a song you used to sing to your kids, and then they asked you. They then they told you years later you should make this into a children's book. Uh,
1: similar similar start to that, but um, okay. it actually started as a skit night at summer camp. Uh, some buddies and I, you know, we, we, it came to skit night, which was probably Friday night at summer camp. Uh, we went to a camp called happy tea ranch, happy teen ranch is what it was called. And, um, skit night came and we said, well, what are we going to do? You know? So we said, let's write, let's write a song. And so we, we got some toilet roll holders and we taped them to our baseball caps. And then we found some surgical gloves in the bathroom or something you know that somebody had used for cleaning up we blew those up attached them as udders and uh, and then we put cups on our noses with a couple holes in them and it was a huge hit um so it was called the cow song at the at the time and you know years years later from you know way back you know that was i graduated high school like in 82 you know uh but years later my daughters when they were quite young they said dad you should turn that song into a children's picture book. Okay. And I i had done a lot of art as a kid. Uh, you know, every I was kind of more of an introverted kid. I've kind of a learned extrovert. Um, but uh, yeah, I was really into art and music and that kind of a thing. And so I said, you know, I'm going to do it. And so I kind of dragged my feet, like, how am I going to do this picture book thing for probably a couple of years. And then I finally said, you know what, I'm going to take a class at mass art in Mm. Boston on, on writing and illustrating children's picture books. And so that gave me a process. And even in that class, we had to do a dummy book. Uh, so that was like the start, uh, you know, of, of kind of
0: on my way to publishing, uh, my first children's picture book. So, when you took that class what were some of those aha moments where you were able to say ah that makes sense this is why i'd have to do x and y with this song how did what was some of those so i think in that in that whole process i was still
1: kind of like you know weeding out you know i didn't want to take the song just as it was because i think we only had like maybe three or four verses you know and so Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to try to add more to it. And as I was working on the lyrics, I was also working on the art. But I actually had to go into the studio and record the song before I was able to finish the book because we wanted to have the song go right along with the book. So like people can go to my website and download the song for free. And if they have my book or my ebook, they can go right through it page by page. And it goes right along with the whole with the whole picture book.
0: Right, I so, yeah, and I saw that. That is amazing. You can actually so the idea of it. It's almost like, you know, that the the books when we were children, where like where you'd have like the the reader where you'd hear like you know the chime to turn the page. But this oh, is yeah. actually like a song where you have. To, I've I've watched. There's a lot of videos for those that are interested. You go on YouTube and you type in like the cows go moo, book. There are people that actually are doing the sing along following it along with the books, so and that's that was amazing was that always your plan to do it as a sing-along book yeah pretty much yeah it's always been the plan yeah yeah you know
1: it's it's somewhat like kind of what Pete the Cat does you know and Pete the Cat has done pretty well you know and um but but even even I think I Pete the Cat probably came up before I started working on it but I wasn't like I it wasn't like I want to like copy Pete the Cat it was more like, mm-hmm. hey, this is kind of kind of where I'm going with this. And then the second song, um, you know, with my with my new book, the cows go moo shuffle, uh, was actually a song that my roommate in college was teaching me how to play guitar, and he he and he came up with this little riff, and it was called he called it the petty Paw shuffle, and so mm-hmm. the petty Paw shuffle became this. Pretty well-known song amongst my friends and, and actually in our, our church youth group um, that, uh, you know, I said, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the Petty Pie Shuffle as my next basis for my next cow book. And so that's where the Cows Go Moo Shuffle came up. And uh, I'm, I'm planning on definitely doing a third book and probably more cow-related books. Um, but my daughter, my youngest daughter, Sophia, said, Dad, you should do a book called The Cows Go Metal. And so my and I like metal music as well. I like all styles of music. And so the next song is actually going to be a heavy metal, kind of a more melodic, not like, you know, really grungy type stuff, a more melodic metal. And then it's probably going to be a tour of the cows kind of going, you know, the West Coast and maybe over to Sweden or, you know, somewhere over there, you know, where where metal's pretty big as well.
0: And so you actually have, like, for those that are interested, there's actually, like, specific characters here in the cows. There's five of them, correct?
1: Well, there's five in the band, but I'm actually up to 12 different characters. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So if you uh, – so there's – I think it's right in the very middle spread of my my new book. Um, so my new book, it's called The Cows Go Moo, Boston to Austin. And so the cows travel – to all the different music cities, uh, all across, uh, mostly the East coast. But so now this is uh radio city music hall. The New <laughs> and so the way I developed the book, you know, so you got the five members, but then you got all these extra characters that are, you know, part of the book is what well, is part of the book as well. Um, but, uh, You know, the way I developed the books was I wanted to do a children's book that parents could enjoy as well Mm -hmm. as kids, you know. So I kind of thought up and tapped into almost every cow pun that I possibly could find and kind of brought that in. And then I brought in a lot of unique things from different cities all across the world. My first book, you know, the cows are doing a world tour. So they're in Egypt and they're in France and they're... At the Great Wall of China, and they're all over the place, and also many places in in the United States, in South America, and um, but so then, but then this book is just uh, Boston to Austin. Okay.
0: So, all right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and so, be, because you you kind of ad hoc, you you know, as you mentioned like the origin story of where the cow song was. This something where. At, Before that, have you always had like a a love for cows or was this something now that you have to you have created a love for cows because of that, that spontaneous moment of writing that song?
1: You know, it's it's uh, I don't think I had like this, you know, passionate love of cows. Um, But, you know, it actually in my first book, I just did a I'm doing a second edition of the first book. But in in this first book here, it's kind of a little bit uh, dark. But that's me at the age of seven at my Uncle Vincent's farm up in Antigonish, Nova Scotia. And so there's a bunch of cows in the background here. And then this is more recent uh, back in 2018 with a Highland cow up in New Hampshire. Um, But so my Uncle Vincent had cows. And then I I actually worked on a farm in uh, in Hingham, Mass, where I grew up in Hingham, Massachusetts. And we were, you know. You know, working in the hay barn and things like that. And, and the farmer there paid us like a popsicle a day you know, for working all day. Um, but then, uh, th- and then it must've been just the cow song
0: that kind of brought it together, you know, right. in
1: that, so.
0: Now, because so as you meant, you, you've almost in a way of like created this world that it's all anthropomorphic cows in a way. Have you, has there been anybody who says, "Hey, what about horses? What about goats? Is there some like is there some room for this or or that the world you've created it just does not have room for other anthropomorphic animals? No, I think I'm going to stick with cows, yeah, yeah. you know,
1: because like somebody said, Oh, you could do the horses go nay or whatever, which i I think right. all of that has been done, and the cows go moo has been done as well. I was actually very surprised that I could find the. The domain the cows go moo.com you know and uh and that it, that it was out there but you know there's a there's a ton of cow stuff up there out there but um and there's a there's a lot of children's books about cows as well you know so i kind of wanted to do something unique and you know you and i were talking earlier that you've done some work with heifer international i was reading the book um uh do something that matters by blake Mikowski and blake mckowski is the guy that started uh, buy One, Give One, Tom's Shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And I was reading that book and I said, you know what, I want to do something like that with the cows go moo. And so I came up with this idea, buy a book, give a cow. And so we used to do it that 10% of the profits go to Heifer International. Uh, but even just this past year, we changed it to a a buck a book. So a dollar, uh, every hardcover book goes to Heifer International. And so oh, we've wow. raised enough We've raised and we've donated over the last four years, a cow a year. Um, I'd love to do more, but we haven't sold like a ton of books. You know, we've sold a pretty good amount of books, but we haven't sold, you know, you know, thousands of copies or anything like that. But right. uh, hopefully someday, you know, you know, cause the, the main goal is I, I want to celebrate reading, celebrate cows, celebrate giving, uh, celebrate art and celebrate music and celebrate uh, you know, kids and families and, you know, relationships, having fun uh, around uh, all those different elements, you know.
0: Right. Now, so talk to us, before we went live, we were kind of showing us around the uh, your studio. So your first book, you did this, it was all an analog in the sense it wasn't digital when you made the pictures, correct? Correct. I did it all with uh,
1: traditional art, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, I sketched about in my sketch pad and then I, you know, brought it to a larger you know piece of paper and I had to go out and research all different types of papers and and mm. what kind of inks I wanted to use and that kind of thing originally I was going to do it in watercolor but I found that with watercolor I couldn't get the details that I really wanted to get you know if you look at you know kind of the mice that are there dancing around I couldn't get the details cause the inks would just, you know, the watercolor paints would just bleed into each other. And so, uh, you know, I went to YouTube and I did some research on uh, ink pens and I, and I came across these things called Copic markers, C-O-P-I-C markers. And they are just amazing, you know, they're um, uh, types of pens. And so, uh, you know, I did all the, the sketching in the, in the pencil and I went to black inks and then I went to Copic markers which you can, you know, you can blend them and the colors and all that, um, you know. And then then my second book, uh, I went to uh, an iPad and I used the uh, application called Procreate. And it okay. was nice because I could do the work wherever I was, whether I was traveling away from my office, where, you know, anywhere in the world, really, and, uh, and, and continue working on it and You know, my next book is going to be another coloring book. I did a coloring book for my first book called The Cows Go Moo," Utterly Amusing Activity and Coloring Book. And I'm going to do another one for the shuffle. But I'll be able to just lift the uh, the colors out of the application and I'll have all the dark ink, all the black ink right there. And I'll be able to edit it and move it around to where I want to uh, get the images for my coloring book
0: so so talk to us a little bit as you said you did mention that you did have an um the uh uh the cows go moo, the utterly amusing activity and coloring book was this something that you saw other children's book authors do or is this something that you've kind of said i, I think it needs a activity book with this you know i probably
1: did see other authors do it yeah you know, uh, a lot of times on, on children's authors' websites, which I've done a lot of research, just kind of seeing what other people do, you know, through this process, um, my town library, I live in Bedford, Massachusetts, and the town library. I probably checked out about, you know, 10 to 15 children's books every week, you know, <laughs> and and it's kind of a cool thing. You can just kind of choose what you want online, and then they put it together and you just go and pick them up, you know, and so oh, nice. I was learn and see kind of what other authors are doing. And then I would go to different websites. And so there was a lot of, what you know, authors, particularly, you know, like Pete the cat and uh, they all had coloring books and coloring pages, you know, sometimes, you know, free coloring pages. So on my website, if you go to the kids corner uh, you can, you can download you can download my songs for free. So w- with the kids corner, we don't have all the coloring pages up there just yet, but we just did one for Valentine's day and for celebrating uh, literacy week. So reading rocks, and then there's two different uh, versions of the cows go moo up there. Um, the shuffle and the cows go moo
0: hmm.
1: and then some other coloring pages and
0: activity pages, you know, that are, that are available. As you said earlier, you are also a musician. How important do you see this as someone that makes children's books and also as a musician? How important is music for literacy for children? You know, uh, I think it's very important. You know, obviously
1: it's not a necessity. However, um, you know, we found that and people have expressed interest in my books because it has that music element. Sometimes you might read a children's book and if it doesn't really connect with a kid, you know, they might read it a few times and maybe come back to it. But what people have found with my books, uh, it's been pretty cool is they'll send me, like you said, videos of them reading it um and they've got it memorized and, and they have it memorized because you know it has music that goes along with it you know
0: so when it comes to what we what when it came to putting together an activity making an activity and coloring book is there some specific formula like to you know like you, you have like a menu of putting in a coloring page and an activity page or was there, how did you put that together? And and did you have a a, a certain number of pages that you know that you have to put into that? Uh, Yeah. Well, in order to, in order to, it all depends on where you want to publish it, you know?
1: So if you want to publish it on uh, Amazon KDP, you need to have at least a hundred pages, you know, for that um, eight and a half by 11 trim size, right? On Ingram spark, which I, You know that's who's publishing my next book um you know i done i had done my first book through uh mill city press um they're out in minneapolis um but i'm after doing a bunch of research and things like that you know my first book i really wanted to make it the highest quality i possibly could and i'm hoping to achieve that with ingram spark as well but with ingram spark on a landscape 11 and 11 by eight and a half you can't get a dust cover you know and I really okay. wanted to get a dust cover for for my first book. I mean I still have about a 1000 copies left so if somebody wants a, an edition of my first book with a dust cover they'll be able, they'll be able to get it at least for another 1000 books. Um but my next round of books are going to unfortunately not be with a dust cover but I've done some unique things with my author page and and some other things that I think add to it. You know, and and my books come obviously with a chance to give and they come with a free song and and other things that go along with it. But to answer your question, I did a lot of research on coloring books and, you know, some coloring books are two pages, you know, two sided pages. You know, some of them have perforation on them so you can kind of rip them out. Some of them have tests. I could show you this in my coloring book, but some of them have like little test blotches, you know, spots where you can test if your inks are going to bleed through, you know, the pages or not, you know, and things like that. And so my coloring books, um, they are about 34 pages of images, and then blank pages on the backside of every page. So it comes out okay. to be, you know, uh, around 72 pages.
0: Okay. You right.
1: know, that seems like a good seems like a good amount of coloring pages and, you know, it ends up being, uh, I think I have a copy. Well, it ends up being about this, about the width of a, of a regular picture, you know, picture book. Right. thing, you yeah.
0: know, oh, you mentioned earlier too, that it's important that, uh, the, the, the rereadability, especially for parents to reread the books. And mm. part of it is having the music in the background, but also, you know, looking at some of your, some of the comments about the book that you also have a lot of Easter eggs in your books as well for parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, we were talking about it earlier,
1: Uh, you know, I I love humor, you know, so humor is another big part aspect of all this. And, you know, I think if you can get kids and families, you know, laughing and stuff like that. So a kid might read, the cows go moo or the cows go moo shuffle and they might not get all the jokes but my hope is that the parents will you know mm. you know like there's there's one thing where um the cows are down on uh, the boston public gardens and they're 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 in the boats on the swan boats and that kind of a thing and i have this cow who's standing off on the side and he's playing his guitar and somebody's leaning into his guitar case and dropping some money into his guitar case and i have a sign on the side and it says cow tipping uh accepted <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so, you know like a, a little kid might not get that you know but a, but a, an adult would so right. so there's a lot of stuff like that throughout the books right yeah. and
0: do so do you enjoy what do you enjoy most whether you're as you're putting this together do you enjoy you know drawing the cows or putting in like some of like the the background uh you know really dressing up the background with putting in little little things for people to kind of watch have their eyes kind of follow along you know i i really
1: enjoy almost every aspect you know i i don't enjoy the marketing as much you know and all that (laughs) and and the selling of the book but 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 that's hard to i guess i shouldn't say that too because i you know i do a lot of well pre-covid i did a lot of markets and open air events and you know, in Boston and around Boston, a lot of school visits, author visits and things like that. And so since COVID that that's been a little bit slower, I'm just starting to ramp up again. I just started this thing I call Kawapalooza, which is a free online event um, every fourth Friday and tomorrow morning is actually my second one. And so it's a free online event that people can get free registration off of my website uh, through uh, eBright. And, um, and it's just a half hour show and so last week we had an instrument of the week where i introduced an instrument uh we read my first book we sang the first song and
0: so it's a it's a zoom link that someone can go into is that what it is yeah it's going to be a zoom link that attaches yep okay all right cool and that's pretty exciting so then you would so what what that involves then as you say is like every fourth Friday is cow, cow palooza. Um, last you said about 30 minutes or so, right? Yep. Yeah. We start right on time and we pretty much
1: end right on time. And, you know, that way parents can kind of know, Hey, we can, we can have this thing. We can do with our kids, you know, for a half hour here. So.
0: Right. And, And what's usually the age range that you have for the, for, for this, uh, for my books and, and, and pretty much everything, you know, uh
1: the cows go moo that you know publishers and book sellers want you to kind of pick a target age so i've said three to eight you know but um but i've always said young at heart you you know I, i even did an event for a senior citizens group one time where i read the story i sang the song i gave you know all the how it started the history and all that and they ate it up you know it was it was great fun being with being with the seniors and uh and so, you know, and they loved it.
0: What skills or tips that would you give uh, a, a, a children's book creator that you wished you knew when you made your first book?
1: You know, along the way, you know, it, it took me a long time. It's like, oh, man, this is taking longer than I maybe anticipated. Uh, finally, uh, another children's book author who I, I said, hey, can I take you out to lunch and pick your brain about how you came up with your book? And the best piece of advice that she gave me was three words, finish the book. And that was my mantra throughout, you know, I think that that those three words kept me going and going and going, you know, and then I came up with my own mantra. If I don't get my butt in the chair, I'm never going to finish the book, you know, Mm. so just kind of carving out the time. Um, some people will say set deadlines, don't set deadlines. I have found that setting a deadline, you know, is good. Sometimes if you set your own deadline, you know, you're just going to keep on pushing it out. But I had a publisher, you know, I wanted to get my book to, uh, you know, one of the big, um, you know, book fairs, you know, the one in actually in New York city. And so they said, well, if you want to have your book at that book fair, you need to have, all the art and everything into the publisher by this date and so that kind of pushed me to you know to finish the book and and get it done on time Mm -hmm.
0: and so what about your artwork was there anything that you wished you did in your first book that you were able to do in your second book other than using like the procreate
1: oh good question um No, I've kind of stuck with kind of the same kind of a feel, you know, with the heavy, you know, the heavy cartoon inks, you know, you you know, kind of getting you know back to the art a little bit. I, you know, when I was a kid, I would draw cartoons, but I was, I wouldn't have considered myself a cartoonist, you know, and maybe Mm -hmm. I don't consider myself a cartoonist right now, but I, I am, I am a cow cartoonist. Like I can draw, you know, cows almost doing anything, you know, in my books, they're sledding and they're, you know, they're at the beach and they're flying kites and they're in the water and they're playing in the mud and they're in the hay and, you know, they're, you know, they're all over, they're in their underwear even, you know. And so, um, you know, so cows are, you know, all all over the place. So I've kind of developed my own style of drawing cows, but, you know, it was a lot of research and practice and kind of getting the cows exactly how I wanted them to look. When I do an event, you know, for kids, I'll bring, hey, these are my first sketches of my cows. And they'd be like, those aren't too too good, you know? But then I said, well, you know, here's my second, you know, my second drafts, my third drafts. And then finally, here's the cover of the book. And you can see a progression. I've always had art skills, but, you know, that's why I tell one of my messages to students is, you know, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something, you know? Hmm. If you put more time and effort uh, and all those things you you'll eventually be able to reach your goals. you know uh, one of the definitions of success is preparation plus opportunity equals success And you know so I did a lot of preparation and then you know uh, 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 I, I manufactured something and out of that manufacturing has came you know opportunities like doing podcasts like this you know and and radio things and going into schools and you know, going to farmers markets. And I, I did a tour with JP Licks ice cream. You know, I went to all the JP Licks ice cream stores around my area and did events, you know, for kids. And, you know, so if my daughters hadn't said, hey, dad, you should turn that song into a children's picture book, you know, uh, my life wouldn't have been boring necessarily, but this has really opened up a lot of opportunities to to, to do some fun things. And, and really make a difference, you know, striving to make a difference with it.
0: Right. And now we always talk about children's books always kind of seem to have like some moral or message. So what would, for those that haven't read the cows go moo yet, what would be the moral message of the, of the book?
1: Hmm. You know, it, it, it's, you're, you're right. Most children's picture books, they're like a patterned after a story, you know, or something right. that comes out of it. Um, uh, uh And somebody has asked me this question before and, um, you know, cows, there's there's like thousands of different breeds of cows, you know, and, uh, you know, and we know, you know, some of them off the top of our head, you know, you got Highland cows and, uh, you know, uh, Hereford cows and um, um, Angus cows, you know, the all black cows and, and, you know, and all those. Um, and so throughout my book, I've, I've tried to, you know, uh, represent all those different types of cows, you know, and we look at our world there's you know, there's all different, you know, different types of people, you know, and these cows all get along. And, and, and it would be nice too that, that, that we all could get along, you know, and, and, um, you know, so kind of, you know, bringing joy and laughter and harmony and, and those types of messages, you know, into, into my books, uh, you know, is a big part of it. Um, but really, there's no, there's no, quote unquote, moral, you know, kind of message, you know, you know, into it. Um, apart from, celebrating laughter and, and having, and having fun, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are all the different uh, cows. And even my dog has been in both books. That's my, <laughs> that's my dog Earl. And, um, and then you're getting a little bit in there to, You know, my Moo merch, you know, I've got a whole line of t-shirts and mugs and uh, all kinds of things that I sell
0: on my website as well. Now, did you where did the names of the cows come from? Are they named after real cow names or are they are they something that you kind of came up with as you made the book? Well, you know, the um, the cow song started with the, the
1: the group of friends from summer camp. And uh, yeah. we were just a group of friends from the church youth group. And somehow we became known as the Beakers. And okay. and I was actually known as King Beak. Um <sighs> And being a drummer, I took uh Beaker, who's kind of the main character in my books, uh, I named him Beaker. Um, you know, uh Willie, who who is an Angus cow, I named him after Will Farrell, you know, because okay. of my love for the cow, uh the cowbell. The cowbell. Story, you know, and uh and then you know, Sedgwick, Nellie um you know, I, I tried to, I tried to also incorporate, you know, kind of common names for cows, you know, okay. Uh, you know, Bessie, uh, Holly cow is, comes off of the, you know, the kind of the phrase, Holy cow.
0: Right. You know? Um, so talk to us a little bit about, as you mentioned too, you've kind of created like an entire, like a, a community around this where you're just, it's all, as you mentioned, it's um, it has a cow themed and it's all, um, you, you know children's you know children's related cow themes um, but talk to us a little bit about as you mentioned earlier about the uh, the marketing piece to it how important is it to you know put together as you say like the moo wear and some of your toys and stickers yeah I
1: developed that from the beginning um, okay you know just you know I wanted to take the art and put it on put it on clothing you know so that we'd have some of the characters and you know, we got a Moo Crew T-shirt, you know, part of, you know, my the fan base, you know, you sign up for the newsletter and you're part of the Moo mm-hmm. Crew and, the you know, <laughs> and, and, and all that. And, you know, I got the more cowbells, you know, T-shirt, you know, and all that. Um, so when I go to events, um, you know, I have a lot of T-shirts and then, uh, you know, I, I contacted cowbell.com and I bought some cowbells and we put my stickers on the cowbells. You oh, know, that's awesome. So it's just kind of another way, you know, I haven't sold a ton of all this Moo merch, but it's just kind of another way to expand kind of, you know, what's going on, you know, with the brand, you know, right. so, so basically I'm not just developing uh, a children's picture book, which is awesome, but I'm developing a brand, you know, okay. and so the cows go Moo is that brand and, and expanding into multiple different things. Right. Yeah.
0: So what do you wish you knew in your first book that you now know when you made your second book?
1: You know, just the just the amount of of resources that are out there, uh, Mm. you know, that that you can tap into, you know, after I created my first book or I came pretty close to to, uh, finishing it up. I I came across a, a guy by the name of Jake Parker and Will Terry. And these guys, they have uh, storybook, they're storybook illustrators. And they also mm. teach on the college level about how to write and illustrate, you know, children's picture books. Um, but they are no. fantastic. Right. They do a number of different um, uh, tutorials on writing and illustrating children's picture books from the marketing to the drawing, to the uh, you know, the producing and, you know, in the printing and and all those types of things. So that wasn't available to me until I had finished my first book. So going into my second book. Okay. And so going into my second book that, you know, again, it gave me even an expanded process on how to do this thing called children's picture booking.
0: What are some things that you've learned that are very specific to making a children's book that don't exist in say, um, other mediums so. you know uh, for you know for what they taught me uh, a lot of it
1: had to do with the art you know so mm. you know you, a lot of children's book authors they you know they author a story and then they go out and find an illustrator you know and if they want to if they want to add a song to it they go out and find a musician um, you know thankfully I, I had all those abilities and I was able to expound on those types of things uh, you know, I'm also part of uh, a children's picture book um, uh, roundtable that that meets here in Massachusetts, and you know, so you can you 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 come up with your script and your story. For me, it was a set of lyrics that would be for outlined for a book, and we got together and everyone would pitch their books to each other, and then we would get feedback from each other, and and that was another great. Thing that i would strongly encourage people to get a part of and probably every community across the country and maybe the world you know has those type of you know roundtable, uh picture booking type feedback opportunities and i would even get ideas from them like hey that's a great idea i'm going to put that you know in my book and um you know so so that was fantastic as well but you know for for svs learn uh jake parker and will terry's group um they it was mostly about like you know how does light enter into the picture, and that every 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 page should have a foreground, a midground, and a background. you know, and and your your darkest, richest, richest colors are going to be in your foreground, and then it gets a little bit lighter as you work in your midground, and then your background can be, even be a little bit blurry, and your colors are a lot lighter. And so, what that's going to give you is going to give you your depth in your artwork, you know. And so, that's something that I learned more so for my second book than I did for my first book.
0: Ah, okay, all right, excellent, yeah. Um, And so, and and we mentioned so the your 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 second book um, is as of this recording has yet to be released, but will be released soon. A Matter of fact, you know, I had a
1: printing issue where I was working with uh, a, a printer outfit out in California and they were going to be my distributor and they were going to, uh, you know, take my plush. In, I have plush, a plush cow too. beaker is a plush cow that uh, is, is part of uh, my stuff as well. And, you know, so I shipped out books. I shipped out my plush cow. And unfortunately, the quality of the book that I, w- I wanted to try to achieve with them, they couldn't achieve. And so, mm. um, so they're in the process of actually sending back the 200 plush cows and the 500 books that I shipped to them to distribute for me through shop, you know, through my website and through Amazon and all that. Um, so, you know, I did some research, I did some backpedaling a little bit, and you know, I landed on on producing it and publishing it through uh, Ingram Spark, right. you know, and and in this process, I also started my own. Um, publishing company. It's called Boardwalk Books, LLC. And uh, we have a cottage down in Cape Cod in Sandwich, Mass. And there's a boardwalk there. It's it's actually one of the 10 most famous boardwalks in the country. And it's a place where, you know, just our family has always celebrated being together and boating and, you know, floating down the river and jumping off the boardwalk. And and so that's where that, that kind of came up. And there's a great artist community in Sandwich, Massachusetts, uh, called the Sandwich Arts Alliance. And so I've become a big part of that, doing events and and selling all you know, selling all my books down there. We actually just came out with a book called uh, Boardwalk Book. Uh, boardwalk Book and it celebrates the boardwalk. And uh, one of the fundraisers we did down there is we had Adirondack chairs. And so my Adirondack chair, a picture of my Adirondack chair is in the book, uh, and in in relation to what we're talking about, I took all my cat or many of my characters, the, the cows are jumping off the boardwalk into the ocean, and <laughs> it just it came out re- it came out really good. It, and and uh, somebody came and bought it at the auction for like eight hundred and fifty dollars, which which was wow. which was pretty cool. Right.
0: And yeah. so you're also you're also going to be you're working on a a graphic novel as well yeah so i've i've always had this idea of doing uh
1: you know i i don't read a ton of graphic novels but the ones i've read i've really enjoyed and you know there's Mm. there's there's a guy by an author by the name of david smalls and he he wrote a book called stitches he just came out with another book too about you know and they all they're all tend to be autobiographical or biographical about his family Mm. and um you know uh my parents got divorced when I was in the fifth grade and it was pretty rocky, you know, probably, you know, all of third and fourth grade, uh, leading up to that, they, they finally got a divorce and my dad actually became a homeless person and he traveled all over the country, city to city, job to job. Um, but, uh, eventually became an alcoholic and a drug addict and he was in and out of jail and, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of unbelievable stuff, you know, near death type things and all that. And, um, I, I would try to help him. Um, but I think I became an enabler at at times, you know, in his life, but there was a period of time where I said, dad, you know what, I can't help you anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the time that I went off to seminary to become, you know, to study, to become a youth pastor. And during those three years, I had no contact with him. I didn't know where he was living. He had actually uh, uh, attempted to take his life twice uh, pre- previous. And when I got out of school and I started working at a church, I said, you know what? I'm going to go find my dad. And I found out, you know, he was living up in Callis Maine, as far north as you can go uh, on the East Coast. And I found out he was living in Key West, Florida. And, you know, so a buddy of mine and I said, let's go down. And find him. Mm. And so we left messages. I found out what his post office box was because he was getting his social security check down there. And so, long story short, three days went by. My buddy Mike and I were searching for him, you know, by boat, by jet ski. We're out on the islands. We were going to AA meetings. We were all over the place showing his picture and everything. And we we didn't find him, leaving messages in his post office, say, Hey, we'll meet you here at twelve o'clock. We'll meet you here at two o'clock finally on day three we had made plans to go uh uh snorkeling off of a catamaran and my dad was actually an old scuba diver and um and so that afternoon there he was in the Winn-Dixie parking lot and uh, he had a beard down to here and hair down to here and he was all dressed in black and he was covered with bug bites and he stunk more than any human being that I've opportunity to to smell and i ran to him and i and i gave him a hug and um the name of the book is called jimmy bojangles because that was his nickname when he was in prison Mm. and jimmy bojangles the prodigal dad you Mm. know and um he had been living in the woods right behind winn dixie for two and a half years wow and because he couldn't be in society because you know the alcohol would just you know take the most of them and you know so so there's a whole bunch more to the story but we had three more years where we reconciled our relationship and he reconciled his relationship with the uh, most if not all of his family and mm-hmm. um and so I,
0: I hope to write that story right yeah wow that sounds like it's gonna be a really good story too yeah oh thanks man yeah mm-hmm. Do we, so
1: my, my goal with the story is for people to not give up on their parents, not give up mm-hmm. on relationships, you know, and hope and pray that, you know, someday, you know, reconciliation, you know, can happen, you know, right. and a lot of that we haven't talked about this, but when I'm not doing books, and I'm not playing drums in, in a band, and I'm, and I'm not, um, uh, you know, I, I'm an adolescent and family counselor. And so a lot of the things that I've experienced and the things of working with teenagers since I was a teen, uh, have kind of led me to do the work that I do as an adolescent counselor. And, um, and it's very rewarding, very challenging. And particularly since COVID, you know, uh, emotional struggles and issues have, you know, kind of skyrocketed, And so, uh, I don't have to advertise, you know, people find me and, uh, it's a privilege to be able to help teenagers.
0: Uh, through difficult mm. uh, experiences in their life. So what's next for you is that you're waiting for your second book to come out. Yep. You're working on a graphic novel. You're also working on a third book with the cows. Um, so you have a lot going on, Jim. Yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my My wife would wish it. My wife would hope it would make more money for our family. But, uh, you know, my counseling kind of feeds my habits, you know, <laughs> right. kind of with a thing um but but thankfully we have the opportunity i have the opportunity to do this you know
0: right perfect well thanks a lot jim and listen you, yeah come back on when you uh get your other book coming out that'd be great yeah i'd love to you know i really i really appreciate it
1: and you know i know you live up in vermont and i i looked up a statistic that you know that vermont has the highest per capita cow to human than any other part in the country and it's one yeah. Cow for every 3.8 humans. Yep.
0: Yeah, so. I believe it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that has more to say the fact that there's less people here than it has. Is that, that we have, more yeah, probably, probably, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Jim. Well, so thank you, Barney. appreciate it. So I'm I'm kind of curious as you made your worked on your second book and planning on your third. Um, what ha- what's what's the word I'm, what am I trying to say here? I'm gonna timestamp. I'm gonna timestamp this, to you, James. So it'll be smooth oh, when I edit it. It'll be super smooth after. Oh okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why when you see the shows, it just seems like wow, you just right on top of it. It's just all editing. It's nothing. Good. <laughs> um, it's <magic>. Do you? <laughs>